On this special episode of IT Visionaries, producers Aaron Gerlitz and Hillary Georgie interview Louise Charles, who heads up communications for Climeworks, a carbon capturing company based in Switzerland. Louise discusses all the ways that Climeworks came to be, how they are using technology to remove carbon from the atmosphere, and some of the biggest technical challenges facing their company and the environmental IT industry as a whole. This podcast is sponsored by the Lightning Platform by Salesforce. Salesforce just introduced the Lightning Platform Mobile, the low-code mobile app development platform that empowers anyone to easily build, publish, and manage AI-powered mobile apps for employees and for customers. Find out more at salesforce.com slash build mobile apps. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of IT Visionaries. I'm Aaron Gerlitz, and I'm joined here today doing a joint interview with one of our producers, superstar producers, Hillary Georgie from the mission. And we'll be conducting um, this interview with Louise Charles from Climeworks in Zurich, Switzerland. How are you doing today, Louise? I'm fine. Thank you for having me on. Awesome. Uh, so before we get started and get into Climeworks, the company's background and the awesome work you guys are doing, can you give us a little background about yourself and how you got involved with Climeworks? Sure, I can do. So I've been involved with Climeworks now coming up to a year and a half. By origin, I'm British-Norwegian, landed in Switzerland after my studies, and I'm responsible for communications here at Climeworks. Could you tell us a little bit, I guess, about Climeworks, about how your founders, Christoph and Jan, came up with the idea for the company and how it evolved into what it is today? Sure. So Climeworks is coming up to 10 years old. So it was founded in 2009 by Jan Wodzbacher and Christoph Gebold. They actually met on the first day of their studies at ETH Zurich. That's the Swiss Federal Institute for Technology here in Switzerland. And ended up doing their master's and then their PhD thesis on the topic of direct air capture, so the capture of CO2 from ambient air. They founded Climeworks then as a spin-off company from ETH and have since built up a team of 60 Climeworkers. We're headquartered in Zurich. Just outside of Zurich is where we have built our largest direct air capture plant to date. And the scale-up that we've seen in the last decade is, is quite a nice one. When they began researching this field, they were capturing just a few milligrams of CO2 a day in a laboratory setting, so very small scale. And 10 years down the line, we're building commercially operating industrial scale direct air capture plants, which are capturing many thousands of tons of CO2 from the air. Okay, can you talk a little bit about the, the technology kind of in layman's terms, I guess, as much as you can about how they capture the CO2 and what they turn it into uh, from a commercial perspective? So Climeworks essentially builds big machines which filter or capture CO2 directly from air. You can imagine these machines as a, a very oversized washing machine. So we build our plants in a modular way and one of the modules we call a CO2 collector. On the one side of the collector, we have a fan, which is drawing air through this, this box, this collector. Inside the collector, we have a filter material, which selectively captures 
only CO2. So if you imagine in the same way, if you had a sponge, you dunk it into water, it's going to fill up with water. In the same way, our special filter material fills up with CO2. Once it is full, fully saturated, then we close the collector, we heat it. The CO2 then unsticks, if you like, from the filter material, can be collected and delivered. Now, once it's been collected, there are various things that happen to it. Either we sell it on as a raw material for use in products. So, for example, it's sold to greenhouses for use as an airborne fertilizer. It's sold to drinks companies. So, Coca-Cola, HBC Switzerland was a partnership that we announced just before Christmas. So, we're selling them air-captured Climeworks CO2 for use in the carbon-neutral mineral water, Volzid. CO2 as a raw material can also be used for renewable fuels synthesis. So the one application is using that air-captured CO2 in a product, so selling it on as a raw material. The second thing we, we do with the CO2 we capture, and that is exemplified in Iceland, where we capture the CO2 from air. The CO2 is mixed with water. It's pumped underground. And underground, it mineralizes. So it turns into stone through a process called the carb fix process. And the CO2 is thereby permanently removed from the atmosphere. Okay. So kind of like two processes. One more for commercial use and and capturing the CO2 to use as an actual product that a a Coca-Cola or as a fertilizer. And then the other one is just pretty much removing the CO2, getting it out of the atmosphere and storing it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I'm curious for a company like Coca-Cola or someone using it as a fertilizer, why is it attractive to use that as opposed to conventionally what they'd use? So it's attractive because it is, direct air capture is a technology that shows great potential in terms of, of meeting the climate targets. Mm-hmm. That the world has set itself and um, by these companies choosing to use Climeworks CO2 as opposed to conventional or industrial CO2, they are supporting the, the, develop, the further development of direct air capture technology. That makes sense. So more as a play on, on just better for the environment in general as opposed to like a cost play or, or mm-hmm. anything like that. Yeah, precisely. Cool. So what's, what's the timeline? Obviously, the company's been around for 10 years, so there's been a long timeline to get it to the point where it's at. But when you talk about building and implementing this new technology for either a new customer or just to make the environment better, what does it take to scale that? And can you talk to that a little bit? I can, sure. So in terms of scale, as, as I mentioned already, the, the scale that Climeworks has achieved in the last decade is, is quite a nice one. So scaling up from milligrams a day to thousands of tons a year. That is a scale up factor of about a billion in the last 10 years. And the, the largest challenge we will have in the decade to come is achieving a similar kind of scale up. So we currently have built 14 direct air capture plants across Europe. Of course, to become truly climate relevant, then we will be needing to build many more and much larger direct air capture plants. 
Awesome. And, and was, what were like the biggest challenges there in scaling it? So obviously a, a massive scale um, from start to finish over the last 10 years. And I'm sure you guys are continuing uh, to scale at a, a crazy pace, but has it been a pure getting the money to fund this scaling or has it been mostly just technology challenges and getting technology to catch up to 2019 or what have been the, the biggest challenges that the company's seen? A combination of the two, really. So on the one hand, technology, we have very short innovation cycles. So we, the direct data capture plants we've built so far, we refer to as generation one, generation two. Um, we have multiple generations planned. So a challenge lies in identifying exactly what we will be optimizing and how and when. A lot of that is already in place. We have a very detailed cost reduction roadmap in place. So on the one hand, yes, the, the technological side is, is a challenge and will remain so. On the other hand, a challenge is, is finding that very strong network of partners to walk this journey with us. Right. And on the, and on the non-commercial side, I'd assume that's kind of a, a harder sell. Um, if you will, because you're just disposing, how to how does funding usually work for that, or is it just primarily different nations or organizations are working with you guys to fund that, and it's it's less about the the dollars and cents and more about what's doing best for the earth and for people on the earth. I mean, the way it's worked so far is a combination of uh, of companies and philanthropists have been involved, so they they have actually paid Flymeworks to reverse their emissions if you like so a concrete example is a father and son duo robert and barney swan in the uk and they organized a an expedition the south pole challenge which they wanted totally carbon neutral now there were emissions related to their expedition that that were caused by flights or third-party logistics and they essentially paid Climeworks to remove that same amount of emissions that, that their expedition had caused. Climeworks removed that CO2 from the air and mineralized it underground. And kind of tying into that, something that, that I think about and we talk about a lot on IT visionaries is the challenge of, of talent acquisition and finding the right people to help operate an employee like this or, or technology operations. What's been the biggest challenge for you guys at Climeworks when finding people and what kind of people do you try and find? Do you, are you looking for engineers, more people on the software side? What kind of basic talents are you looking at when it's a, a organization that, that probably, I don't know many, direct air capture organizations? So how do you find the right people to, to help you operationally and for implementations? So the way we find those people is through a very strong HR department. We have a few core values at Climeworks, and one of them, the first one, is actually Climeworker. So the employees that we have within Climeworks. And the, the team is very conscious of the fact that we, with, without the team, then the Climeworks technology would not be where it is today. So climb workers are put very much at the forefront. In terms of who we look for or look to employ, really across the board. 
Crypto with 60 employees currently. Mm-hmm. We have various departments. So a lot of them, of course, are engineers working on the engineering side with an R&D. We have a marketing and sales department. We have a finance department, legal, HR. So we're, we're growing in a, in a traditional sense, if you like. Awesome. So I'll break a little bit. I realize I've been the one talking the most of the time. Hillary, at this point, I got a couple more questions, but what, do you have any questions you want to insert? Anything that you're thinking about? Definitely. Um, I would love to know, recently, like Bill Gates came out with an article or he had a list of things, breakthrough technology companies, and he mentioned Climeworks as one of them. And you guys are clearly leading the industry in in what you guys are doing with this carbon capturing. How do you keep innovating? You talked a little bit about kind of the the progress that you're making and the the cycles that you go through. So how do you focus and where does that focus come from? So to distill that question, how do we keep innovating? There we work on these very, very short innovation cycles. So we aim to be bringing out a new generation of our direct air capture technology on a, on a regular basis. So thus far, we've brought out two generations and further generations are planned. We have regular called design sprints. There are lots of strategy retreats and workshops dotted throughout the year to make sure the team is, is all on track. Everyone's working towards the same goal and that's worked very well so far. What kind of uh, direction is given during the sprints? Like, do are, your, are the climb workers kind of coming up with ideas as a group? Are they being led by the founders? Like, what does the, the innovation cycle look like? Who's driving the thought process? A combination of the both, really. It, dep- it depends what, what the workshop has for a goal. But of course, the, our executive management, including founders, are, they're heavily involved in all Climeworks processes and they are the visionary minds behind, behind the whole company. So it's, it's driven, really, by their vision. Switching gears a little bit, I'm curious about the the tech infrastructure behind the plant. Like, what kind of systems and processes are used to make sure that the the plants are running smoothly, that everything is working the way it's supposed to be working? Like, how much time and effort goes into just making sure that like your systems are running, and how many people or computers or processes are behind that? So we build our plants in a way that they can be remotely accessed. So once the development phase is complete and this plant, the plant has been constructed, then we essentially are able to monitor it from afar. So of course we have, we have engineers regularly on, on site to check that operation is as it should be, but a lot can be done remotely. How do, what does that look like? What kind of, processes are you are your engineers looking at when they're checking in on a plant remotely like what kind of things are they seeing is it like how much carbon is being captured like where they are in the process of being captured kind of take me through the steps if you would of what it looks like to to make sure that the plant is running the way it's supposed to be running 
You covered the basics, really. I mean, (laughs) nailed it. I can work for Climeworks. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, like further exactly, exactly what they look at. Um, I can't disclose too much of really what Mm -hmm. happened inside the CO2 collector is uh, is patented confidential information. But they are essentially high level that they're checking that the collector is filtering or capturing as much CO2 as it should be. We also, depending on where the CO2 is then delivered afterwards, so for the beverage industry, for example, you know, we have, we have systems in place to check that that CO2 is high purity enough, high concentration enough, that it is food grade or beverage grade CO2 that is safe to be used in those industries or high quality enough to be used. What goes into the process of making sure that that happens? Like, how do you know and how much research went into like being able to convert the carbon from the air into carbon that can be put into a drink? There's obviously science behind it, but what's the tech behind it is my question. Sure. Lots of different technologies. <laughs> it's quality management, essentially. You know, there, there is liquid, liquefaction, there is purification, there is compressing. It depends who the CO2 is delivered to and in what form, because we deliver it either in gas form, like to greenhouses as airborne fertilizers, or liquefy to the drinks industry. Mm-hmm. So really, depending on, depending on the setup, depending on the customer, thus far, every plant has been bespoke. Awesome. Aaron, that's, that's it for me. What do you got? Cool. So I just, I just really wanted to close out before we get into um, our lightning round questions around what overall would you emphasize to our listeners about the mission of Climeworks and, and the um, real impact that you guys want to have the world long term, whether that's over the next 10, 20 or 50 years and how you see Climeworks evolving? So in the next 10, 20, 50 years, really the ultimate goal of Climeworks is to help halt or even reverse climate change. So to be able to scale our direct air capture technology to a scale that is truly climate relevant. Awesome. It's, it's, really, it's really cool. I don't think we talk to a ton of companies that have that type of mission and that type of mission that will affect everyone listening to that, this and our children and grandchildren. So it's kind of awesome to talk about this stuff and, and understand it even at the surface level, just what's going on, because I personally had, had no idea that companies like Climeworks even existed. Yeah, definitely. So at this point, I'd love to get into our lightning round. These are questions that are fast and easy, just like the Salesforce lightning platform. Louise, are you ready for a few questions? I'm ready for a few questions. Yep. Fire away. All right. What's the type of app that you use right now on your phone that is the most fun? (laughs) Gosh, these are totally non-related to uh, Climate. Yeah. Yeah. that I use that's most fun? Probably WhatsApp, so I can keep in touch with, with loved ones. Okay. Cool. What's your favorite time-saving tool? <laughs> These are difficult questions. Um, <laughs> time-saving, probably good time management, so proactive efficiency, so I get things done in a free time. Cool. Do you have uh, any favorite sports teams that you follow over in Europe? Roger Federer, tennis player. Okay. Awesome. I don't think we've gotten that one before. Favorite 
podcast or recent book that you've read? Recent book would be Homo Deus. Favorite content or show that you're watching right now? Difficult. I don't watch TV. That works then. We, we can go to the next one. <laughs> yeah. um, that, that's a fair answer. And then the last, last question we have, what's your favorite one-day getaway locally in Switzerland? One-day getaway in Switzerland, my favorite would probably be mountains, lakes. So close to Zurich, the lake called Valensee, which okay. is great for swimming. And there's lots of hiking and climbing on the mountains around it. Cool. Well, that's all we've got for the lightning round. Any final thoughts that you want to leave our listeners with before we close out this podcast? Final thoughts would be keep watching Climeworks. We'll be coming up with lots of news in the next few months. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining. We really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me on. Thank you again to our friends at Salesforce. IT Visionaries is brought to you by the Lightning Platform by Salesforce. Salesforce just introduced the Lightning Platform Mobile, the low-code mobile app development platform that empowers anyone to easily build, publish, and manage AI-powered mobile apps for employees and for customers. Find out more at salesforce.com slash build mobile apps.